Hello to you. I do hope you're well and welcome to the first ever episode of the Ben Wardle podcast. <laughs> Sorry, that just amused me. Welcome along just when you thought it was safe to tune into your... What do you tune into with a podcast? Just when you thought you could put your headphones in, look who came along to disrupt today's podcast listening. <laughs> Oh, can we start again, please? Oh, my life, it's going to be fun, my loves. Hello and a warm welcome. I'm Ben Wardle, and today, as I sit here, it is the 24th of February 2021. I just thought I'd include you in the moment with me. I hope you're well. Now, I have decided to join the world of podcasting, and I am very, very excited about this. I was on Amazon, I think it was at the weekend, and I was like, I need to do it. I need to join the podcasting world, you know? And so I was like, right, I need a microphone. Obviously, it would help you doing a podcast, Ben. I'm on Amazon. I'm thinking, what's the best microphone I can get? You know, I need to, I need to sound my best, if that's possible, of course. And um, voila, here we are. We have got the microphone. We are also on YouTube, which is very exciting. Hello, my loves on YouTube. Thank you for joining me. You have got the added luxury of seeing my Amazon Prime fairy lights. <laughs> no expense has been spared on the podcast. So welcome along. It's the first episode. How are you? I do know, obviously, you can't answer. <laughs> so I'm going to just keep talking. But I hope you are well. Let me know how you're doing over on the social media. Ben Wardle underscore. There's plug number one. I want everyone to keep a tally, please. Keep adding them up, my loves. We're going to keep those PR shout outs going. Um, so, yeah, let me know on the social media. How are you doing? How is your month going so far? I think it's all very exciting in the United Kingdom at the moment because the end of the coronavirus lockdown is finally in sight. Boris has promised a light at the end of the tunnel that June will be the month when we all emerge from our enforced isolation and we all return to something that we hope resembles normality. Now, <laughs> I'm personally not holding my breath that things will go to plan. However, I think we can say with a lot of confidence that, you know, the only way is up, that there are brighter, better days on the way. Now, I don't know how everyone's feeling about this return to normality. Obviously, it's an amazing thing. But I think, you know, to go from what has now been 12 months of not socialising, you know, not having a conversation with anybody but the people in your house and the people you're stuck with in a breakout room on Microsoft Teams, I think it will be a shock to the system, you know, because I believe very strongly in life that if you don't use it, you lose it. Now, take from that quote what you will, my loves. <laughs> but what I mean by that is that if you don't keep practicing your social skills and, you know, your ability to have a conversation with somebody you've just met, um, in the supermarket, for example, you know, um, who's serving you in the shops. If you don't keep practising your social skills, I do think there's a risk you can lose them. So I wonder, after this enforced period of hibernation, how will people feel being back in um, public and socialising? I think there'll be a lot of relief. But also, I think it would be perfectly understandable if people did feel a bit of anxiety, especially because the messaging has very much been, you know, if you socialise, 
you are at risk of dying, you know, and of course that was so important to enforce the message at the very beginning of the first lockdown back in March 2020, but sort of as we, we return to something more like normal life as we knew it, how will people feel? The idea for me, for example, of returning to rush hour on the tube when you are literally face to face, you know, with about 10 people and the carriage is absolutely jam-packed. I just can't imagine that ever being a thing again, you know, and it's weird, isn't it, to think where will we be this time next year? Because as I um, speak today on the podcast, you know, hello, we're in February, it was just before this all happened, before social distancing and lockdown entered our vocabulary. Um, and so I wonder how we'll look back on this in a year's time. And what about in a decade's time? You know, what will we... I can't even speak now. I'm that excited about the podcast, my loves. What will we be saying, that is a mouthful, to our future children and grandchildren? And what will we be teaching in history lessons of the future about this period in history? They are, as everyone likes to remind us, unprecedented times. <laughs> and I think there's a lot we can learn from this. Um, and there's a lot that we can take away actually from this experience in terms of understanding human beings, understanding how society works and understanding ourselves really. I think, you know, I was going to say not to get deep, but I'm a philosopher, you know, that's who I am. It's in the DNA. So of course we're going to get deep on the podcast. But I think this has been a time for a lot of introspection and evaluation for people, you know, when everything that you took for granted, such as socialising, such as going for a night out, such as going to the shop or going for coffee with a friend without being fined and arrested, you know, all those things we took for granted, suddenly they were gone. And to have that happen, I think, really made a lot of us step back, rethink and reevaluate and go, oh, my goodness. As I say, everything you took for granted, you suddenly couldn't do. We never imagined in a million years that could happen other than in some kind of dystopian horror novel or horror film. The idea that you could just shut down the world, essentially, and then for a year, shut all of hospitality, you know, again, be fined, be arrested for meeting somebody outside your house. It's extraordinary. You'd think, what? You know, if you took that to a TV channel, they would go, lovely, but it's just so far-fetched, we can't even run that as a drama. Like, people would not buy into it in any way, shape or form. And then look what happened. And we've all lived through it, you know, and we've experienced this now. Um, and it's been a very difficult time. It really has, especially in terms of obviously the loss of loved ones. It's heartbreaking. It really, really is. But I wonder what sort of um, helpful lessons we might be able to take forwards to ensure that we all live fulfilling, happy, resilient lives into the future. And I think that is one word I would take away from it, that resilience, that ability of the human species and of the human individual to adapt, you know. And I don't know if you remember this from GCSE Science, but I always remember that song. We had a song that was played about adaptation. That was the secret to human survival and success. 
And I think this has demonstrated it. If we'd been unable to adapt, you know, if we'd been unable to say, okay, yeah, I will change my entire life or I will put it all on hold for a greater good. If we'd been unable to do that, then, you know, this virus could have caused 10 thousand times more devastation than it has and so if we look at the ability you know especially I think of our young people students not being able to attend school for example um the ability of our species to adapt is extremely impressive and the resilience people's ability to sort of get through um that that war sentiment I suppose of keep calm and carry on that people actually are very good at going right this is the situation we're now in how can we respond to this how can we make the best of it and how did we make the best of it we got ourselves on zoom my loves <laughs> we got ourselves on microsoft teams we all turned to the social media and you know we all got passionate about running when we could cooking some people not me personally i still like to do my corn burger it's very ambitious for me, my loves, let me tell you. I've not burnt one yet, touch wood. And finding new ways to spend our time. So amazing, so impressive. So I think going forwards, people can learn a lot of resilience or they can, they've learned they can be resilient and the ability to adapt and cope, you know? And that lesson that when the going gets tough, keep going. You know, that spirit of soldiering on to get through that effort, very, very important. But it's certainly been a difficult time. I feel, obviously, we're not there yet. We're not through it yet. But we're on the final push, again, touch wood, towards normality. If we can call it new normality, you know, I think maybe we can't expect to just turn back the clock to February 2020, for example, not only because it is now a year on, but also because what's happened will have lifelong impacts for us all you know it will change how we think and it will change I personally think you know aspects of our social psyche as well but I'm really interested personally in people you know that's my passion in life that's why I study the philosophy that's why I studied psychology at a level I'd have done the psychology at degree level I'd have loved it my loves but when they told me there was mathematical modeling going on I said I don't think so I'm off to study Jesus do you know what I mean so I did the theology degree instead <laughs> which I've loved which I absolutely love so with that in mind, my love for people, I am fascinated by this. And I think now is a really interesting time as people sort of digest what's happened over the past 12 months and as people prepare for the next 12 months. And I think it will be a really interesting time. So with that in mind, and here's the next plug shout out, by the way, my loves, I have launched my brand new podcast called Communication Coach. Um, and this is going to be available every single week and it's going to be all about social skills and social confidence so if you're interested in those topics I am so invested and interested in them you know it is honestly my obsession and one of my top sort of five books I would say ever is and anyone watching on YouTube can now see how well read this book is that it is now literally in half my favorite book one of my favorite books ever how to win friends and influence people by uh, dale carnegie the first self-help book really ever written back in the 1950s and this book is just the social skills bible it's incredible everything from 
how to talk to people, you know, how to communicate, how to persuade people, how to work with difficult people. You know, this book is just, as I say, the Bible for social skills. And so on the Communication Coach podcast every week, every Wednesday, I am talking about these social skills and lessons we can all learn. Because I really believe, you know, in a growth mindset, in the idea that anybody can cultivate anything such as social skills. It's not a case of, oh, he he can walk into the room with confidence. He can talk to anyone. If he can do it, then so can you. It's about practice. You know, it's about working hard at something and really learning to put yourself out there and throw yourself into it. I'm a big believer in that. You know, another one of my top five books is Susan Jeffers, um, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And I believe in that so strongly, you know, that idea of face your fears and realise that whatever happens in life, you can handle it. And so the, the podcast is all about that. It's all about developing, cultivating a real growth mindset when it comes to our communication skills, our social skills, our ability to talk to people, to communicate, converse. Because I, I see as a result of this pandemic and also as a result of social media in isolation, a bit of a crisis of social skills. You know, I really believe that. I think people are losing their ability to communicate, to have confidence in articulating their ideas, for example, in a job interview or, you know, in conversation with a stranger. People are more comfortable talking to somebody they've never met online than conversing face to face with someone that lives down the street, you know, and I'm really interested in how we can help people cultivate those skills and that confidence in communication. Because I, as I say, I believe that is the most essential skill. Human beings are social animals at core and we need that ability to walk into a social situation with confidence, to boss that job interview, you know, to really thrive when talking to strangers. And so sort of, if you want to succeed in life, I really believe this, then you need to be confident in your ability to communicate, whether that's with a partner talking about your emotions and what you want and how you feel, or whether that is in the workplace when you want a promotion, for example, or, you know, you want to put forward an idea. So communication is key and you can join me to talk all things communication on the Communication Coach podcast um, and I've forgotten where the details to that are. I'm I think it's like, if you just go to benwoodle.org, I'm sure I'll be promoting it there. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be promoting it there. So I've been recording that this morning, which is very, very exciting. A few false starts from me, which was quite ironic because it's about communication and I couldn't actually communicate, but we got there, we persevered, we soldiered on. So that's keeping me busy. Um, and there is also a book coming out of that as well. <laughs> I never miss an opportunity, my love. So we're linking in a book with that where I'm going to do a book in maybe, probably coming out in maybe eight weeks or so, where it's going to have all the lessons for social confidence, which will be available at benwardle.org slash shop. But I've loved that. That's my favourite thing about lockdown. You know, I've, I've been able to write three books so far and hopefully number four uh, by the end of these unprecedented times and when else would we find the time to do that so if you do have some spare time you know before we go back to normality you know you might be going back to school of course but you know if you've still got time when you can't do the things you normally would think hmm 
you know, because our time is so precious, you know, it really is, it's so, so important to make the most of our time. So if you're thinking, well, actually, I've got the time to do something, ordinarily, I never would. Take that opportunity and do it. Do it now while you can, you know. And a great thing to do right now is to work on those social skills. I have to say it, my loves, I do. Forget listening to the podcast and pre-order the book. <laughs> Get on it, my loves. But no, I think there's plenty for us to all look forward to. And also there's plenty for us now to say, right, I've got a limited amount of time before things do go back to normal. So what can I do to make the most of this time? But what I would say as well is, you know, and it's been the case throughout the pandemic, if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. You know, you need to be kind to yourself in these times um, because ultimately they are difficult. This is unprecedented and you are only human. So don't beat yourself up, you know, be kind to yourself, give yourself the self-love you need and deserve and just take it day by day. But what I would also say is do the things that you love and that fulfill you. And this is what I believe. And this is why I'm sat here today with the podcast, my loves, because I have to say to you, you know, I was watching Tony Robbins, one of my favourite um, life coaches, motivational speakers of all time. And, you know, he was giving an interview talking about fulfilling your potential, thriving, you know, following your heart, being your best all the things I believe in. And I thought, yes, Ben, you literally wrote a book, another plug, about live your best life. And then this was back in June in the first lockdown. I'm just going to show it, excuse me, to everybody on the podcast. I'm just going to show it to everybody on the YouTube. There it is, in case you've not got your copy, my loves, benwaddle.org slash shop, live your best life. I wrote a book on live your best life in the first lockdown because I was living my best life in London before covid and i thought like literally yesterday i thought ben you need to practice what you preach you know so this is me living my best life yes we've got the dissertation to do yes we're doing the degree yes i'm doing the the tutoring which i'm loving as well by the way but i always believe where there's a will there's a way so i am squeezing in the time for this podcast now this podcast is going to be just a chat you know as as you've seen from this episode that we're enjoying here it's just a chat my loves do you know what i mean we're just here to have a good chat and that's what this show is all about so i don't want you to have too high expectations <laughs> because it's just gonna be a little chat you and me having a little green tea a little natter and putting the world to rights every wednesday do you know what i mean and all I would say to you is live your best life. And this is me living my best life. You know, I remember I would have dreams of being the Radio 2 breakfast presenter, you know. I, and so I thought, well, let's make it happen in your bedroom. Let's do it. Let's bring that dream to life. So we're going to have fun. We're going to have great conversations. Well, I hope <laughs> we're going to have great <laughs> topics great talking points and I want to know all about you. What are you up to? What's happening in your life? Please keep me updated on the social medias, Ben Wardle underscore. So as I say, I'm doing the dissertation at the moment, which is keeping me busy. Also, obviously, the rest of the degree. <laughs> oh yes, there's that as well. So I've got that keeping me busy um, and I am enjoying that. Um, he says, through gritted teeth. But I would like more time to do things such as write the books, do the podcast, you know, do the tutoring, things that you love. And I, I really believe that, that the lockdown, I hope, has given us all a moment of thought on that. Am I doing things I love in life? You know, am I 
oh my gosh, I've forgotten the quote. Am I working to live or living to work? You know, when something like this happens, I think it makes you reevaluate what's important, what are my priorities? And for me, you know, I, I loved anything where I can connect with people, help people, make that positive difference, share, share a story, share something I've learned, and most importantly, start that conversation. So I just wonder, what is it that you're doing that makes you feel alive? What is it that makes you feel fulfilled, that you're thriving, that you're being the best version of you? Because ultimately, that's what it's all about, you know? That is where the magic happens. Um, one of my favourite philosophers, Aristotle, talks about eudaimonia, the idea that our greatest happiness comes from fulfilling our unique potential, becoming the best version of yourself. And you see that in Maslow's hierarchy of needs with self-actualization, that, you know, the best thing we can do to feel motivated, fulfilled and accomplished is to achieve our best, to be making a contribution and to feel that what we're doing is really worthwhile. So, there's a little rant for you. <laughs> There's a little rant for you. But that is how I, honestly, I feel about it. But yes, this podcast is there for me, essentially, living my best life. Having a chance to have a chat with you, um, catch up with you, and just bring a bit of joy to the week. Do you know what I mean? It's got to be done. So every Wednesday, make sure you join me for our little chat and a little catch up. And this will sort of be my chance to just chat to you about what's going on. I had a lovely time last night, actually, I will tell you this, um, on Pink News, with Pink News, with gorgeous Scarlet from Pink News, Scarlet Pestle, talking on a TikTok live, which was fab about iconic comings out, which was such good fun. And it was such a great opportunity. And for me, that's what I love to do. You know, if, if you're fortunate to you know, be asked to do something like that, you've got to seize it with both hands, in my opinion, and make the most of it. A, it's a great life experience. I see everything in life as a great life experience. It's a great memory. It will be a great anecdote at a future dinner party. It'll be a great lesson. Um, so a great experience, but also a great opportunity to, you know, spread a positive message and help people in any way that you can. So I loved that opportunity and that was great fun. And yeah, it just reminded me, put yourself out there, you know, do things that give you a sense of purpose and accomplishment and that allow you to feel you're making a positive contribution and difference in the world. And, you know, I have to say, with things like that, it, it can be quite easy to be like, oh, I'm scared. Oh, I don't know if I want to do it. Here's my advice to you, my loves, your Ben Waddle top tip for the day. Say yes. Say yes to the universe. You know, I really, really believe that. I got that offer. I said, why not? Let's do it. And I absolutely loved it. I had a great time. And that's the things I love about TikTok. You know, I do <laughs> I do complain a lot about, about it. I will be very honest and open with you, you know, because I see certain individuals on there who have got a very, very big following. Um, and then I see their content and I think... The idea that you are an influencer, whatever that word means, to me, influence means that, you know, you're shaping people, essentially, you're leading people. And I think if that's what's influencing our next generation, I'm very concerned. So I do get a bit cross. I'm like, you've got millions of followers and that's what you're saying, <gasps> you know, but that's just me getting <laughs> bitter. <laughs> We're not all Mother Teresa, are we now, dear? Um, I, I think that about TikTok... What else do I think about it? I get very annoyed when I go on and I've lost however many thousand followers. <laughs> I'm very petty like that. I'm like, rude. I'm like, 
why did you follow me? Like, I've not suddenly totally changed what I'm posting. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, why would you follow someone to then unfollow them? But hey, it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? We can't take social media statistics personally. And the other one is when, <laughs> another pet hate on the app, is when your video will get loads of views, but no likes. I, I would prefer to have like 10 people see my video and eight of them like it rather than 100,000 people see it and 100 of them like it. I don't know why. Maybe we could unpack that in a therapy session about my issues with popularity. <laughs> but um, I, I just don't like that. I'm like, why show my content to people that don't want it or don't like it? But hey, I don't make the algorithm. But they're my little rants about TikTok. But on the whole, I, I believe it's such a positive force for good. It's such a positive force for good um, in terms of it gives people that chance to be creative, to be authentic, and to, which I was able to do with Scarlett from Pink News, spread a positive message and brighten someone's day, you know? And I think those social media sites, because of the pandemic, became so important because they gave us that chance to connect and they also gave people a very welcome source of entertainment. But also before it as well, I think they've really mobilised a movement. You know, they've given a lot of people full-time jobs. They've opened a lot of doors for a lot of people. And they've given a lot of people a lot of hours of entertainment shall we call it so they've been a great force for good that being said however my loves have you seen that show on netflix i think it's called the social network or something and like an expose and i think it's so important to remember these websites are businesses you know if you're not paying for the product you are the product you know, you've got to remember that nothing is free. I'm sorry, these owners did not make billions of pounds from these websites by doing it as a charitable cause to allow you to connect with a few people. You know, if you aren't paying for it and they're still making billions, I'll let you do the maths. Do you know what I mean? So just remember that, you know, the technology should serve you rather than you becoming a slave to it. And that's just another thought from me, really. I feel like today has just been a few thoughts that are just coming into my head as I sit here on the podcast. But hey, that's what it's all about, guys. Do you know what I mean? Let me know how you are. Let me know what you're thinking about these topics and these issues. Um, what's happening on your Wednesday today? This afternoon, I am actually going to do some work. Like I actually am. I'm going to swear myself to that. Just do a little bit. Then a bit of reading for uni. Um, Jesus, the book on Jesus called Zealot by, what's his name? Reza Aslan which is exciting. I need to reread that to get some keynotes for an essay I'm doing all about Jesus in context, what he was what he was like, what he was doing back in the um back in the back in the day. <laughs> um which I'm excited for. And what else is happening today? I also I'm reading 1984 by George Orwell. Oh my god, I love it. I want to talk about that next week, so we'll talk about that. We'll find a moment on next week's show to discuss that. And then I've got then I'll go for my afternoon walk. I have to get all my fresh air. Student Pride, we've got a little meeting. I'm co-chair of National Student Pride. We've got our committee meeting tonight, which is always exciting on a Wednesday evening. And then, what do I want to watch tonight? This is always my thought throughout the day. I'm like, what are we watching this evening? I've not caught up on Emmerdale for a long time, so I may have to do that. Um, I've been watching on Netflix, you know. I always go for what I always watch. 
and I want to try some new things. I always watch Friends. I'm obsessed with Friends and I always watch Outnumbered. Again, I'm obsessed with Outnumbered. I love it. Like I can just watch that again and again and again. So, you know, and I've also been watching, I'm a big fan of The Queen. I've been watching a lot of my royal documentaries recently. I'm just honestly obsessed. What an icon, like genuinely. I know I'm on TikTok going, icon, icon, icon. She is an icon, you know? What an icon. We love you, Elizabeth. If she wants to come on this podcast, we are going to get her a spot. You know what I mean? She needs to get herself over on this podcast ASAP. But no, I'm going to leave you in peace. Thank you so much for joining me for the first episode. Um, get in touch on social media at BenWardle underscore. Um, all the books at BenWardle.org slash shop. And, of course, the most important thing, my loves, to talk all things communication and social confidence. Join me for the Communication Coach podcast. The details for that are, I'm going to put them at benwardle.org or just Google it. It might come up. It probably won't because I created it today. But hey, you know, let's keep our fingers crossed. Let's dream big and work hard. That's it. Thank you so much for your company. It has been an absolute pleasure to chat to you today. Have a great week. I'll be back next Wednesday. In the meantime, be true to yourself and keep living your best life. You are amazing. Take care. Bye-bye.